Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is kick-ass. If you guys don't have it, go to audibletrial.com slash Town, and they're going to give you a free trial. They've got a billion titles, not a billion, but a lot. And you can listen to it from your iPhone, your Android, if you have an Android, a Kindle or an MP3 player. I listen to it in the car all the time and it's super cool. Who's got the time to read books? Not me, but while you guys are in the car, I want you to listen to my podcast. So you'll have to listen to Audible in the house. Sometimes I'll get in the bath and listen to an Audible book. Bounce chicka bow bow. I just made Audible sexy. Look at that. All right, you guys, go check it out. It's uh, www.audibletrial.com slash Andrea Town. We are also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring people is hard and most other job sites don't make it any easier. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds the right people for you and actively invites them to apply. So it's basically like a dating app for employers and future employees. They are highly rated, and every one of my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash AndreaTown. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash A-N-D-R-E-A-T-O-W-N. Do it, y'all. Get a job. Unless it's going to interfere with you listening to the podcast, then don't get a job and continue listening. My guest on today's podcast is my really good friend, Jacqueline Crovette. She is super smart, and I'm always a little intimidated talking to her because I know she's going to use words that I'm going to have to look up. Uh, we talk about veganism, her beliefs about animal rights. We talk uh, politics and, uh, you know, completely out of my... Uh, scope of practice, but I do know a little bit and she knows a lot. So um, I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and let's go. Mix up, Andrew Town, all Hey, everybody. Welcome to Andrea Town. My guest today is my good friend, Jacqueline Crevette, who is out there in L.A. What's going on, Jax? Hi. How are, well, a lot's going on, as I'm sure you could see on CNN. But Oh, it's insane. Well. It's insanity. But it's, California, it's California's fault, right? <laughs> totally. I mean, you know, even though the federal government manages 98% of the funds for the forest, it's completely our fault. But in his defense, he did, He probably did not know that. <laughs> in his defense, he doesn't know anything. So I mean, that's, that's news to him. You know he was like, shit, do we? Yeah. Fuck, why did I say that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? It's just oh. like all of a sudden one day someone's oh. like, oh, you're the president, and you literally know nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. My nephew could be a better president. He's oh six months God. old. It's... St- he probably He's, could. He's at overqualified this point, Everybody's at this point. overqualified. I mean, you know, you remember when you were in school and those real stupid kids, you're like, you're not going to be anything when you grow up. Now they'll be like, nah, uh, I could yeah, be president. Much. I can rule the world. <laughs> I think I could be the president of the United States. The bar so, has uh, been why? lowered. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's literally just step over it. There's Yeah. There's no bar. So um, I want to tell everybody a little bit about you because I know you, we've known each other. I was trying to think. It's God. over. It's over 10 years for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's way over 10 years. I can't... Way yeah, over 10 years. I think 2005. 2005. Yeah. 
2004, 2000. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, a long then. time. Um, but I wanted mm-hmm. to have you on the podcast for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously, you're my friend. You're super smart and you know a lot of stuff. And But you're so passionate about veganism and animal rights. And um, and what I thought was so interesting is you also really like listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. So I was sort of like, that's interesting because he doesn't support that view. I do, though. I have respect for Joe Rogan in the sense that he doesn't eat anything that has been killed for him. Right. right? No factory he, farming kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. He has the, can I say? Yeah. Can I curse? Oh, yeah. Okay. You can say whatever you want. Can I say inappropriate things? Okay, I can say whatever I want. He has the balls to basically look an animal in the face and shoot it and then do everything that's necessary to eat it. There's there's a different kind of reverence that I think he has. Um, I don't, and you don't eat as much meat when you do something. Like now, obviously, I don't don't have a particular affinity for hunters, but in the grand scheme of things, I, I respect him more than I respect the drones that go to the market and get their Thanksgiving turkey, right? Mm -hmm. Because he knows what it's about and he understands and he chooses, he knows what suffering goes into factory farming and he doesn't participate in it. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I feel like those are the people that really should be meat eaters. Like if you have that in you, like mind you, he does it with a bow and arrow. (laughs) It's like, that's fucking serious. You really want a steak or whatever, a piece of elk meat. If you're willing to go out there with a bow and arrow and, and chase it around. Yeah. Total Native American at heart. Yeah. 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 I mean, seriously, like I don't, I don't even want to go to a restaurant that takes a long time getting the food to the table. I mean, this is ridiculous. Right. How long have we been here? Totally. 15 minutes? <laughs> you know? Exactly. So if you have that kind exactly. of like, and, and I could never kill a living thing. Like I just could never do no. it, you know? So. No, that's why, uh, who was it? Um, the beetle. Paul McCartney. Why can't I remember Paul that McCartney. beetle? Yeah. He said if the, you know, if if slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would be vegetarian. So it's just people, they dissociate from what's actually going on. So, yeah. Now, do you feel, how long, how long have you been, you've been vegan a while, right? I think, I mean, I can't really remember. It was some Thanksgiving years and years ago. I think it's about, it's, it's over 10 years at this point, but I, I don't, I mean, I haven't had meat since I've been 20, so. Right, so you, you were vegetarian, um, right, before that, before making the... I was vegetarian. Yeah. So yeah. what made you make the switch from vegetarian to veganism? Was it just more information or... Yeah, health? it was only, it was only, no, it, my, my veganism is only ethical. Yeah. It has nothing to do with health. I mean, I, I don't even mm-hmm. get into the health conversation with people. Like, I, I don't know about you, but when people start giving me the carnivore diet or like, it's healthier to eat meat, like, I, I won't even entertain that conversation because it's insanity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if veganism were unhealthy, I'd probably still be vegan because it's an ethical yeah. decision. But like yeah. I, I became vegetarian probably at 20, maybe, yeah, probably 20 only because I didn't under, I didn't connect what it was prior to that. If that, like, had I known at 10, I would, yeah, meat was meat. So meat, meat wasn't was a pig. meat. Yeah. So meat, you feel like, Yeah. Yeah, it made, you yeah, made, it made I, sense I didn't to you. Think of it that way. Um, and this was a long time ago. I mean, I'm 43, so 23 years ago, vegetarians were really weird, and they, you know, there was like one restaurant in all of New Jersey called the Park and Orchard that only like hippies went to that was vegetarian. Nobody understood it. So this is a long time ago. Um, I didn't know what the dairy and egg industry, and then leather and wool as well, because I, I have a vegan lifestyle, not just the mm-hmm. food. Um, I didn't know what that entailed. Right. 
uh, until 10 years ago. So once I knew it was, it was done. It's just more information. And now do you feel like, because you've been vegan so long and obviously this is still just a blip, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Compared to, I mean, there's a lot of people that have been vegan longer, but I'm saying in your experience, like, do you feel like there's more of kind of an uprising now? Like I hear the word a lot more than I ever did, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or like just growing up as a kid, I, I've, I heard the word vegetarian, like people were vegetarian. Mm-hmm. That made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But vegan, I feel like just recently there's been, I don't know if it's just more publicity or do you think it's the younger generation is a little bit more connected than we are? Uh, I think there are people in the younger generation that are more connected, but interestingly, people are like, it's on the rise and there are fewer animals being eaten on a, in an annual basis. And that's actually not true. Um, there are fewer cows being killed. So there's fewer, there's fewer people eating red meat or there's fewer pounds of red meat being consumed. Right. Um, which I think is more about a health from maybe cowspiracy and from a health perspective, because, you know, cardiologists, mm-hmm. uh, finally got on board that the fact of shoving bacon down your throat is probably going to give you heart problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in what's happened is they've transferred their, um, they've transferred it to chickens and aquaculture. So fish and chickens are on the rise. So fewer animals actually aren't being eaten on an annual basis. Um, there's only 1% of the population is vegan. Um, I think you're hearing about it more and more because of investments like the Gates Foundation investing in certain plant-based meats or Tyson, even chicken, chicken, um, manufacturers investing in like clean meat, which is genetically modified, uh, meat of the future. Yeah. Uh, but, but people, uh, maybe some of the millennials, but millennial, there's also the carnivore diet. So it's kind of like feminism, right? Like there's this backlash as soon as anything starts happening, there's a huge backlash of money and corporations, which, which pad it back down to size. So you hear it more, I think just in the advent of internet, um, and social media that it's out there, but make no mistake. I mean, you know, New York city, San Francisco, LA, Austin, parts of Vegas, but that's not all of America. So no, definitely not. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's what, uh, you know, I traveled across the United States and I was, and, and Kevin and I always have, my husband and I always have that argument about, um, you know, because he grew up in California. So, you know, even his views, yeah. you know, democratically or politically are, are a certain way. And I just kept saying like, you don't understand you've, you know what I mean? Like I've traveled and, you know, when you go to those towns, mm-hmm. like when I would go there, you know, as a band, we would, you know, we were there for two weeks. Sometimes we'd come back, you know, a couple times a year and you really get to know people and get to know the lifestyle. And it's just a completely mm-hmm. different way of thinking, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, so when my husband's just like, well, they don't get it. And I'm like, they, but they weren't exposed to it. You know what I mean? They don't, mm-hmm. they don't know the information and, um, mm-hmm. that makes it, you know, so you must really cringe with this current, uh, president's views on the environment and climate change and all that. I mean, I cringe on his, like looking at his face, he's just cringeworthy human being. He's, uh, yeah, he's, it's, he's doing everything in his, his power to dismantle 
anything to do with the EPA, environmental regulation, protection of wildlife services, protection of the forest park, because the only God he answers to is money, right? So these things don't make immediate money. The The irony mm. is his, that sort of greed is ultimately going to to kill us in the long run. We're, we're, we're not capable of sustaining a planet of 9 billion people and the exponential increase of natural resources that we use will end up being our demise. And, and it, nobody can see the forest of the trees, right? They, they, they want their gas price low right now. They want cheap goods. They want this, they want that, but ultimately it's, it's killing us. Cheap meat. Yeah. It, what price, yeah. Right? It's going to kill yeah. us. And no, I mean, he's, he's a joke, but the reality is it's, he's, everybody's all up in arms about who he is, but, but we as a society, I think are, are also on some level equally as blinded. Right. I mean, he's just kind of the articulation of some of the madness that we live with. Do you think that it's more that people just don't know like what he stands for and what he's doing? Or do you think there's, there's like an inherent evil side to people that, tap into the same, you know, uh, you know, sort of what he operates from and say like, yeah, yeah, I believe that too. Cause I, I think Kevin leans more towards like that people are just that evil. And I just, th- I think it's more ignorance than anything. I don't think people really understand the information. I mean, I've had, I've had conversations like my father is a Trump supporter uh-huh, and I've tried to have uh-huh. conversations, but the problem that I find is like with my dad, when I do give him the information, <laughs> He doesn't think, well, they made that up. Well, that's not true. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it doesn't even matter. It's like the information isn't even absorbed because he discounts it immediately. It's almost like the, it's like a conspiracy theory. He thinks, you know what I mean? They're just trying to shoot him down. That's why they wrote that article. It's like, well, no, Dad, yeah, he course. said all those things and they're not true. Well, they took it out of context. CNN's out to get him, you know, <laughs> that kind of mm-hmm. thinking. And I'm just like, yeah. Anything, anything to defend him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, well, there's a couple of things on that. I mean, in, in, what was it? 1939 Germany, right? Like, like how Hitler came to power is he capitalized on a country which was decimated by the Versailles Treaty, right? And in, in World War One, they mm-hmm. were poor, they were desperate. And they're, uh, the, he tapped into that nation's worst fears about people getting, you know, they were going to be taken over, they're being um, they're not allowed to live up to their potential outside forces, that sort of nationalism, right? Mm. He, he spoke to that because people were economically, right. socioeconomically depressed. Um, and uh, he galvanized a disgruntled public who was scared. And it's akin, it's, it's akin to what Trump did, right? I mean, he, ta- he talks to this white, poor, um, not all poor, but that was his, his initial base, right. Um, population who feels like they're not getting their fair share and they're, they need to rise up and become these nationalists. And he taps into people's, the lowest common denominator of fear. And unfortunately you've seen in history, it works, it works and works over and over and over again. So I don't know. I, I, I think, that's the question, like, are people inherently bad or good? There's this fascinating book that I'm reading called mm. Sapiens, um, and it's on the bestsellers, uh, the New York Times bestseller list, but it's about the history of humankind. And 
it goes through how there were all of these different, like there was Homeo erectus, Homeo sapiens, all of this, and how we've kind of grown uh, across the the continents. And basically, human beings were they were they were a violent species. They've always mm. been a violent, greedy um, species. And it, it's really, I don't, I don't know. I mean, animals aren't like that. That's why, yeah, and, that's and, why I'm vegan. They're just not like that. Yeah. Human beings have been. Well, I also think too, that's that nurture nature question, right? Like it's, um, you know, like I've had three kids, none of them came out, mm-hmm. you know, a certain way. You know what I mean? I think a lot of it is environmental, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, if you have to kill to live or to survive. I think that's true. But like when I see kids, you know, I mean, I do a joke in my comedy about kids don't Mm -hmm. see race, you know, they Mm -hmm. don't see color, you know, they had no idea. I mean, my daughter thought she was half black because her brother was half black. Like she just didn't, you know what I mean? It was just like, and when people would make comment about like my two sons, they were confused. (laughs) You know what I mean? They just didn't even like, like, what what do you mean we don't? Yeah. 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 Nick and Tom, they're like, what do you mean we don't look like we're wearing the same color shirt? Like they, you know what I mean? They would dress like similar, wear similar hats. Like they didn't, they just they don't get it. Yeah. They don't see that way. You know, my daughter's best friend in, in preschool was this little black girl. She called her Cece and it was so cute. Cause in the morning I would try to do Elena's hair and she would tell me, no, not two braids. I want a lot of braids like Cece. And I had no idea who Cece was, you know, and I showed up at school one day and uh-huh. Cece's this little black girl. She got cornrows, you know, and I said <laughs> to the mom, I go, Oh my God, my daughter every morning is asking me to do right, her hair like right. Cece. She You're goes, like- Oh, I know. She said, she said, <laughs> She keeps, she goes, my daughter keeps saying to me, I want my hair smooth like Nana's, you know? So it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I said, oh, oh my God. Yeah. And she best. was like, your hair's never going to do that, girl. It's never going to do that, you know? So it's just like, but That's I think it's best. taught now. If I said to her, oh, you can't have hair like Cece, Cece's black and we hate black people. You know what I mean? That would have put her in some sort right. of, so I yeah. think it's yeah. a lot of nurture and a lot of what you put in. When I see those little tiny white kids, you know, in the Ku Klux Klan or like saying all this stuff and yelling the N word, I'm just like, mm-hmm. That's, I don't think that's inherently you. That's oh, no, just... that's not inherently. I don't, I, I, I totally agree. I think we all have the capacity for it, though. Oh, yeah. I think we for all sure. have the capacity and, and it for also it. just depends it's... on like what, what's going on, right? So you're not a murderer, but mm-hmm. if someone, you know, attacks your nephew, all of a sudden it, you know, that's right. That I'm comes a murderer. On the table yeah. real quick. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's also what, what you foster. But it was 100%. interesting going back to what, to what you were saying about Trump, you know, that he like tapped into that you know, to that kind of whatever, that demographic, you know, and, and he was like, oh, these are my people and they will Mm -hmm. respond. It's funny. It's like, you were saying like he knew to do that, but it's like, we do that in everything. Like I do that in stand up comedy, you know, I'll tell a couple of jokes about my family. And if that's Mm -hmm. not working and I tell one dirty joke and that kills, I'm like, all right, I know the crowd, boom, read the room. We're doing dirty jokes. You know what I mean? So somebody walk in and be like, oh, wow, that's her people and her crowd. It's just like, no, that's just what I know would sell that room. You know what I mean? And the same thing in sales, right? You're talking to someone in sales very quickly, you know, what direction to go or where to kind of partner with them, you know? So it's not like he's a genius. It's just like, I think he's a good salesman. He figured it out or someone around him said, Hey, this is what you got to do. This is what your speeches need to be about. I think it's him. I think it's him. I think, I think people give him less credit than he deserves. Now he's no, he's no scholar, but he does know how to lie well and manipulate. He does. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to where he's, you know, he's been without having some sort of savvy, you know what I mean? And I would say to Kevin, like, listen, I I think we need to spend less time attacking him on Facebook or whatever we're doing and try to figure out what the next move is going to be. Because when this was happening, you know, when Hillary was the, the nominee and, you know, and I said to Kevin, I go, 
you don't think there's any way she would like lose to him, right? right? He goes, no, not going to happen. I was like, I don't know. There's a lot of like polls and stuff. Nah, no way. And then it was like, wow. It's like, if you watch Michael Moore's documentary, the opening of Fahrenheit 9-11, it's like, what the fuck happened? You know? So I'm all about like, how yeah. do we get ourselves in a position where we don't go there again, right? You well, know, where I we don't make the same mistake. elected again. Do you think he'll get elected again? Oh, yeah. I'm with uh-huh. you. I kind of think so too. You know, unless we have a really strong candidate and, um, I told Kevin, I go, I feel like we need like a Southern badass white guy just who will just take him down, but it'll seem like more of a fair fight. I feel like Hillary's fight was like, she was like, well, what you're saying is ridiculous and I'm actually educated and I'm not even going to entertain that because that's, that's like, right. you know what I mean? When the boy on the, on the schoolyard pulls your, pulls your pigtails and you're like, get away from me. You're an idiot. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think we need someone yeah. who's going to like cold cock him in the side of his head. <laughs> that's what I think we need. I totally. think we need a fighter. Totally. You know? We yeah. need a fighter. We need something different and than we had. I don't think it can be a woman we yet. I don't think it can be a woman had. yet, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I don't think it can be. I think, yeah. Well, unless it's Oprah, which yeah, I Yeah, but then again, we're either, back into the same thing. It's like we don't need a we don't need same a personality. Yeah, we celebrity. don't need a celebrity or a personality. Uh, yeah. We need someone who actually knows what they're doing when they're in there, but I do feel even though she, you know, wouldn't have that experience, she'd still figure it out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, she'd surround herself with people. At least she has the inherent value system um, of somebody that we would want. And she'd surround herself with enough people that would know what the hell they were doing. She'd know enough to know she doesn't know. That she would, and know. and that's because she's not a narcissist. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm exactly. sure she has some narcissistic. I'm sure she's a narcissist. Right? She has yeah. narcissistic qualities, <laughs> but I feel like he's like a, a real diet. Like he's you a could, malignant yeah, narcissist. Malignant yeah. narcissist. You could actually diagnose yeah. him as that. But and I think that's why people like my dad kind of line up with him because. Um, they like that feeling. I mean, some of the stuff he says is like, it's so funny. It's just like, a, well, I've t- I talked to him last week and, I, and him and I are on the same page and he loves me and I love him. And we're I'm like, what do you, it's like so funny. It's like everybody, you know, everybody, he knows everybody and he's the expert and it's, it's just crazy. Uh, yep. Joe Rogan played something on his podcast, uh, a, a, like a clip of all the things that he's the best at. Oh yeah. And uh, he played, oh my God, I was dying. It's hysterical. It's, it's actually literally funny. like, it's literally, if it wasn't so tragic and devastating, it would be the funniest thing in the oh, world it's like an, to listen to like a compilation oh, of Donald it's, Trump. It's It's hilarious. better than SNL has been in the last five years. <laughs> Like, seriously, Unreal. like, it's just like, Unreal. what's going to happen today? It's just like, <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, the forest fire thing was just like, that was just like, oh, so incredibly oh my God. over the top. He's like, Cali- California Wait, doesn't that? like me. Let it burn. But you and I, I have talked shit. about Did they vote this. for me? Nah, fuck them. Because <laughs> he's so but that's mad. that's basically what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, he's so mad at all the celebrities just keep posting shit and like, yeah. you know, and I also, I also told Kevin yeah. too, I said, whoever this next, you know, nominee is going to be. I don't think they should lean into that celebrity thing because, you know, we go, oh, that's amazing. No. Isn't that amazing? Chelsea Handler's getting involved. Amy Schumer, you know, look, oh, Jay-Z is playing the concert. But for those small Midwestern towns in the South, it just looks so pompous and arrogant. And you know it, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because Obama in the first round, he didn't, he didn't do that, mm-hmm. I don't think. In 2008, mm-hmm. he wasn't. No. He wasn't that kind of a super rock star yet, you know? 
He was smart enough to know, I think, that like you want to chill out with that kind of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think I think she had the people around her that were like so in love with her and so in love with her policies and everything that they were like, this is going to, you're going, baby, all the way to the top. Like, I don't think anybody was like, right. uh, yeah, maybe not Beyonce and Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Maybe not. Like, let's yeah. just chillax a little bit and, you know, seem a little bit more. Because when Clinton ran, he seemed like just one of the guys, you know what I mean? I remember it was like on MTV. I think it was like rock the vote or whatever. And what really sold me, not that I was ever going to really vote for Bush, was that they asked Bush and they asked him, uh, well, first they asked Bush how much a gallon of milk cost. Mm. And it was such a brilliant Mm -hmm. question. And he, I think he said $13. No. (laughs) No idea. And Clinton answered it like uh, $3.99. But if you go to, if you go to so-and-so, you know, it's $4.79. You know what I mean? But it was like, and that, that I think got so many people because they're like, oh, okay, you understand me. And that's what I think people, I think that's where people misfire. They think we need a president that really understands us and where we're at. And it's like, no, you need a motherfucker that can run the country. Yeah. That's what you need. You know what I mean? But people want to feel that sort of Hallmark card kind they of They want to have I a really... beer with him. That's why people voted for Bush. Exactly. They felt that they could have a beer with him. Right. I don't want to have a beer with the president. I want the president to run the country. Yeah, I don't need you to have a beer with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want you to be, I don't feel like you're on the same level as me. I don't want you to be on the same level as me. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. I want to like, I want you to be way yeah, smarter than when, me. When than my I dad's like, be. I like this president yeah. because like, I can, I can understand him when he talks. I go, that's a problem. Dad, you didn't even go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't understand them. You should be like, you should be looking up some words. Go, what the ubiquitous, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my oh, God. God. Yeah. I know it just keeps up every day. At least it's, it, it's entertaining. Yes, it's, if nothing it's, else, it's, it's a good lesson. It's a real good lesson, I think, for everybody. Um, so, tell me what else is going on in your life. Nothing much. I just got back from the Good Food Institute conference um, in uh-huh. DC, which is that. nice about the animals. And uh, what is Good Food? Good Food Institute. It's a uh, it's a think tank, basically. So there's a few different outlets of it. The idea is to make sure that plant-based protein and hopefully clean meat, which clean meat is where they're able to take uh, a cell, a culture, a biopsy from a cow, a chicken, uh, an eel, anything, and replicate it um, so that we can grow meat. So it's an institute that um, fosters the education, scientific opportunities for universities, as well as entrepreneurs in that field. And there's also an arm, which I'm involved with advising for, for corporate outreach. So what we do is try to, um, help larger corporations like McDonald's, Unilever, um, and small restaurants to make the transition to putting some of the items on their menu or in their retail and grocers to be plant-based. So to put us on equal, equal footing with, uh, the meat and dairy industry because they are so heavily funded by the lobbyists. Crazy. So we had a little. That's insane. Yeah, we had a little week away. So it was really interesting. It was really interesting, and it's it's always great. We stayed in this uh, commune thingy <laughs> down in outside of Maryland and just ate a lot of vegan food. And I got to listen to people who were 
so much smarter than me, but they are changing the world. So it was an honor to be able to be there. That's amazing. So it's so good to do something that you're passionate about. Like that's the whole key to just really love what you're doing and feel like you're contributing. And, but it's interesting that you talk about McDonald's because it's like, that's not going to go away, huh? It's just like an institution, you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of working with them and trying to figure out how you can give people options. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to go away. I don't think any of these, you know, it's, it's too, look, China and India, because of their population growth, are going to be like the largest meat producers and consumers ever, which is interesting because China actually used to be vegetarian. Um, and with our population growing and like the cheap meat, like it's just getting worse and worse. I mean, there's some statistics, I think 33% of Americans are considered obese, some ridiculous percentage or morbidly obese, you know, it's, it's not going to get any, any better, but, or unless they die off on some level and like the new generation has an epiphany of some sort. See, I worry about that because if you grew up eating like that, you know, see like my parents' generation, they ate a lot of whole foods there, you know what I mean? And then it was like, while they were raising us, TV dinners and microwaves and processed food and all that kind of came to be. And so then they started giving it to us. And my generation kind of grew up on a lot of that. And you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, I feel like my daughter's kind of, there's a turn, you know what I mean? Away from what your parents did. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Because if you grow up on it, you just sort of like, I mean, I watch the way my husband eats. And it's just interesting. There's, I don't think if I didn't bring any kind of like fruits or vegetables into the house, he would he never like it, it doesn't even cross his mind i don't think no and what was what was really interesting when i was there is cuz they have these food scientists right so there was someone there who of so ridiculous she was like 30 and like a phd like taught at harvard and was wow. gorgeous and the sweetest thing and she was talking about how her whole job is to like find ingredient replacement right so like if it says gelatin, we all know what gelatin is. It's basically like cow hooves and horrible things, right? Yeah. No, I don't think, I don't think everybody knows, by the way. I just, you know, found out semi-recently. Oh, really? Well, it's basically like, it's like sausage is like the entrails of pigs um, after they've been tortured, like gelatin, which is in almost everything, um, is hooves and like random body parts of animals, like the weight. It's disgusting. Right? There's it, a video on YouTube. It's if disgusting. you guys want to check that out, it's disgusting. And it's I awful. love gummy bears, but yeah, I can't. There are vegan gummy bears. There's vegan they are, they, marshmallows. Yeah, they kind of stick in your teeth a little bit more. They, they do, yeah. but you know, there's- But there's no the, bones in it, so yeah. Compromises. <laughs> there's no bones. Um, and you probably yeah, won't die better. from them as easily. Um, but she gets to talk about like the replacements and what the replacements would be in these things and helping corporations. Anyway, we got into this talk about food scientists because Doritos, there's two brands of Doritos that are, um, vegan, two flavors. And so they were obsessed with Doritos here and Oreos are vegan. Right. And I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, I eat a Dorito. I don't even like Doritos. I don't know if you like Doritos. You can't. You can't even say Doritos. You're like Doritos. What are they? Doritos. Doritos. Yeah, Doritos. I don't know. Whatever the fuck they are. They're Doritos. <laughs> like, but I you almost said like, like a Martian from another planet. I came here. I had the Doritos. <laughs> is it? What is it? It's Dorito? Doritos. Doritos. Yeah. Doritos. Okay, so I don't like them. I don't think they taste good. I put one in my. I could not stop eating bags of Doritos. Like I don't even like (laughs) 
<laughs> them. I think they taste like shit. I couldn't stop. And they couldn't stop eating but the Oreos. Stop. I'm like, what happened? And she explained to me the food science behind what they do to literally get people to continue to eat all of this stuff. Tell like us. What, is it? Fries, what, is it, like what does it make? How does it, how do they do it? There's something in it. There's something in it. It's like, whatever it is, it, it works out that you never are full. That's why you can eat like French fries, Coke, Oreos, Dorito, all of these things, Doritos, Doritos, whatever you can keep eating them. You'll never be full. Like it tricks some dopamine thing in your brain that to eat more, mm. but never fill you up. So, wow. you know, I mean, yes, are people lazy and irresponsible with their eating and all of this hundred percent, but you know, don't it's, it's in the corporations are behind it. It's not like random that all of a sudden 33% of the American population is obese. And then you, you know, give, uh, other countries like China, or wherever our food, Japan, and they become obese too. So, and it's so hard to get people to, to like grasp that if they've never eaten that way, if they've never eaten whole foods, like I remember the first time, uh, I did a program like that where it was basically just like protein and produce, you know what I mean? That was all I had. Right. Right. And it was like, I wasn't hungry all day long. I was like, I'm actually not hungry. No. And then I could like no. think and function and, yep. you know, Rogan was saying on his podcast, like he was talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, I take like, I got to take a nap every day. It's like, that's because of the way you eat. Yep. Like if you get up you, and I always tell Kevin that too, I'm just like, if I ate like Kevin ate, I could not function. I would not be able to function. Like, you know, like whatever, cereal in the morning, you know, Lucky Charms, whatever, you know, lunch, just, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't even know what he has for lunch, but, you know, it's like he could just eat carbs, just like processed carbs the whole time. And oh, it's, forget um, it. Forget yeah, it. Because I would not be able to stop eating. And you're right about Doritos. It's like, I don't even, you start with one and then it's like, I'm finishing the bag. And they're horrible. They're not even good. They're yeah, like awful. if you took all that like at seasoning least, off of it, it's yeah. Just, what is it? It's like a flat thing. I don't like. At least give me a um, baked Lay's or something like that. <laughs> like a Pringle yeah. that tastes good. Like a Dorito's awful. Yeah, and it's so ate an entire bag, a whole bag of like Cool Ranch because they're vegan. Didn't even like it. Now, why is one vegan and one not? Because it has the 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 original one has cheese. Is that why? It has why? cheese. Yeah. So and so, I just think because that's such a it's such a chemical cheese, they should be able to fake that right yeah well the reality is i think i mean i don't i don't know they can fake it i just think that the animal industry it's so cheap because it's so subsidized that all of these byproducts are just cheaper they're That's just why. cheaper than regular real food yeah. so they just use it wherever and it's easier and it's in it's what they do it's what they do. Well, it's just like corn, corn yep. syrup, right? Which is in like everything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They just pour corn syrup in it because it's cheaper. And that's another thing that's like, you can't stop eating it, you know? Mm -hmm. And the obesity in children is just crazy oh. now. And type two diabetes, it's like, oy. Which is type two diabetes is completely from what, how you eat. That's the thing yeah. that's infuriating. You give it to yourself, You give right? it to yourself. You give yourself. No, yeah. my brother works, you know, my brother, he works in the ICU and, and he sees, he's a nurse. He sees just all of these horrible freak accidents with people, right? Like 28 years old, 32 year olds, horrible. And, he, and, and I said, well, which ones are the most annoying to you on a way? Like what bothers you the most? And he's like, the ones that are self-inflicted, right? Mm. Because so much of this is, is by your choice. It's like, you don't have to end yeah. up in the hospital at that age. There's, there's 
Do you the think six- there's something mentally though that that causes people to get there? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think there's people that are just like, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna eat what I want to eat and fuck it. But I also think there's like, I think there's a lot of a soul sickness. Yeah, there's a sick yeah. soul sickness. Yeah, yeah, there is, and I think there's like so much undiagnosed depression and so much, you know, like if your dopamine and your serotonin mm-hmm. isn't properly functioning and believe me, I'm not a scientist. I don't know about the brain and all that, but I do know like if, if you don't have enough of that, you are, you, you self-medicate and some people self-medicate with drugs and alcohol as we know. Yeah. And then some people self-medicate with food, with food. and yeah. And it's getting, and, but it's getting worse. Yeah. It's getting worse. And I think it's getting worse because like back in the day, right before it was so present, just the actual food, you could still medicate on it, but we didn't have social media. We didn't have comparisons. We didn't have all this, um, reality TV, right. Which is, I think <sighs> leading people to kind of compare themselves, compare their lives, which is only adding to the depression. And there's, there's like an isolation effect of that. And, and food is a friend, you know, it's, it's, it was my best friend growing up. Like if you don't have anything, that's your friend. Right. So me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I it's just, like drugs I, and alcohol weren't as available as food was, you know, and food, yeah. and, and food, I think is the hardest addiction to quit. And I've talked about this on the podcast many times because, because it's so socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm at a party and I go, Hey, I'm addicted to heroin. I can't stop eating it. No, you know, I can't stop shooting it. No one's like, Hey, you know what? Give yourself a break. It's the holidays. Right. <laughs> you know right. I mean? totally. But if I it's say the so same thing true. about cupcakes, you know, uh, people are just like, all right, well, you know, you know no one's going to die because you ate cupcakes. It's like, well, and they get yeah. mad at you. Yeah. They get mad at you. Like it's like, it's some indictment on how they're eating. Well, yeah. People take that personally. And then I also think people can, you know, they don't understand. Like I love when people say, well, you know, food's not, you know, you could, you know, it's okay. You got to stop drinking, but you know, food is okay. Cause it's not going to kill you. It's like, yeah, but the number one killer in America is heart disease, not alcoholism. Right. It's heart disease. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yes. Alcoholism yep. can contribute yep. to that. But I think the food epidemic is way more serious than anything because everybody's affected. Kids are affected. You know, kids are dying of diabetes and obesity and, and it changes the trajectory of your whole mm-hmm. life. If you're addicted to food young, no, it's, over. it's so hard to function. Yeah. I remember I, I picked up my son one day from school and um, there was this kid, he was like waiting to see the principal. He was in trouble. And he had like a big bottle of like that jungle juice. It's like some sort of like a Kool-Aid. What or, is that? Yeah. It's like, it's like a sugar drink. Like, a, uh, I can't even think of the names of them, but like Sunny Delight or whatever, which is like all junk and sugar. Uh, yeah, and he had a crap. huge yeah. honey bun in his left hand. And I'm like, <laughs> Does he have behavioral problems or is he fucking speeding from all that sugar? It's like, you know, the kids can't sit in their seats. Well, it's like, yeah, because they're cracked out and whacked out on on massive amounts of sugar. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. And it affects affects the whole country, right? Because then those kids, the medical costs, all of it. It doesn't live in a vacuum, right? I mean, when when kids are ending up, all of our health care prices or costs are going up. Everything's going up. So yeah, and it's a painful way to live as a fat kid. It just is. Oh, you know? please! It's just, it was the worst. The way you're the teased and everything else. And now with people, I mean, I can't even imagine like all these poor little kids killing themselves because they're bullied and teased. Off. I sound like my father. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know. Couldn't. Oh, they? It's so God. funny. Like talking to you, like over the years, I realize how similar. And I've heard this before, but how similar Italians and the 
Jews are. I mean, we're just, it's the same people. The only difference is is that your family, I think, is much more um, socially conscious and politically aware. You know, my family's just like, environment, who cares? We'll all be dead. You know what I mean? They don't have any sort of like, they don't have anything. Like, I can't think of one thing that my dad gets behind. You know what I mean? And my dad loves animals. That's what's so crazy. My dad loves, like when I try to send my dad a video of like the pig thing, you know, and it wasn't even anything graphic. He's like, I can't watch that. I'm like, dad, but you cook pork chops. Mm -hmm. You know that that's like directly connected. And like, yeah, I never, as many times as I've slipped off the wagon with, mm-hmm. with you know, eating meat and not eating meat, I never went back to eating a pig because I just was like, that connection to me is so close to a dog and my dad loves his dog. There's this great video, I don't know if you saw it, but it's like basically all the pigs are like the dogs and they're like at a party and they're like roasting a dog instead of roasting a pig. And it's just the, you know, the, the juxtaposition of the, how we love our dogs, you know, and it's like, we're loving the pigs, but yet we're cooking the dogs. It was like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, Yulin, everybody gets their panties in a bunch about the Yulin dog festival, right? Where they torture the dogs because they'll taste better and stuff in China. But we do that here all the time. Yeah. It's called, Th- that's your Thanksgiving. It's called, it's called, yeah. it's, called <laughs> it's called Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it, it's absolutely horrible. It's, it's, it, it is my dream my wish for the world that people would make that connection because I believe in that connection, um, suffering on a whole would end. Um, because if you can have compassion for a chicken, then how can you not have compassion for your fellow, your fellow person? But you know, it's, uh, so if, apparently if Trump w- it's everybody's if Trump choice. Trump was a chicken. You would feel a little bit more compassion for him. <laughs> slightly more he's a chicken i would I would like if he was okay a chicken i would say he's a turkey it's okay i would i would be okay with that yeah for sure oh my for gosh sure. yeah i wish there was there was more I, mean, uh, I think having the options like i've been exposed to like a lot of really good vegan food and i think that's a big part of it you know what i mean when i try to talk to my dad about it it's like he just hasn't been exposed to some of the stuff but when you know, out here in Vegas, it's Vegas is really like, they have some great vegan restaurants. It's incredible. No, they're great. I, but I have that fight with my boyfriend too. Cause you know, he's not vegan and, and he's like, well, when this meat comes out, like the clean meat, like I'm totally like, I'm behind that. I'm eating that. Cause you know, it tastes like meat and I can eat it. And I just want to say, and I have said, I'm like, I, I, I get that. But when does your desire for taste trump your ethics, right? When does your desire to not change or be inconvenienced or whatever trump the fact that you're being, you're complicit in rape and murder, essentially? I I just don't understand that. I love when people are like, well, you, you can't eat that. It's like, no, I can eat whatever I want. I choose not to support an industry that's predicated upon suffering. Um, but I, I understand it. I understand the, the necessity of, of, eating something, eating because you, you want to enjoy what you're eating and all of that. But let's be clear. If there was a, if small babies were being killed and you liked the taste of them and somebody (laughs) told you that it was small babies and you were like, well, you know what, when they figure out a way to make small babies taste different, 
When they figure when they it out, kill, right. I'll stop right. when they make the When they make babies. a fake small right. baby sandwich, then I'll stop eating babies. Then I'll stop eating. But until then, it's yeah. my choice. I need to enjoy my choice. Yeah, I, and I, I don't, it's not different. And I really think that's that's nurture too and not nature because I know people will say, well, well you know, we're supposed to eat meat, you know, paleo diet and all blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I will say like every one of my kids, I had no problems getting them to eat fruits and vegetables. But when it comes, you know, we're talking about the baby food jar thing. When it goes to the baby food jar of mm-hmm. meat, they literally, you put it in their mouth and they're literally like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like they just, you watch, like your nephew probably will never eat meat. So he won't, he won't even know. No, no, But no, literally no. the minute yeah. it touched their mouth, they were like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But it's like, then you do all those things to it. You doctor it up and you put chicken fingers and you dip it in the sauce and you, you know, so yeah. you tr- it's, it's, it's a, it's an acquired taste. It's something that you're trained to eat, but it really is nurture because like, um, I try to keep my son, my first son, man, you do things with the first baby by the third baby, you're like, fuck it. But the first child, I didn't want him to have a lot of candy. So I would make I would make carrots and I would just drizzle a little bit of like butter and maple syrup on it and I would call them candy. So when he had it, he was like, that tasted so different than everything else he had had, you know, and then of course he went to school and they introduced him to real candy and he was like, fuck the carrots. I want that. But yeah, but it's just what you, what you expose them to, what you, you know, what you let them, because I think all kids are genuinely compassionate, you know, I think unless they're raised in an environment where they're taught not to, I mean, I don't know one of my nieces or nephews that's not like, they don't fall apart when I put the puppy on the screen and they see the puppy, they're like, you know, they're just instantly drawn to, uh, to love it. You know what I mean? No, we, we've trained this into people for sure. We have trained it. You know, you give a baby like the old adage, you give a baby a rabbit and an apple and they're going to eat the apple and play with the, the, the rabbit, the bunny. They're not going to eat the bunny and try to play with the, yeah. the apple. Like that's just the reality of the situation. But we train that into them. What I found interesting on this little retreat too, we had somebody there cause we're, we're started, um, having outreach in China and in China, um, you know, in, in the United States, everything tries to look not like what it was, right. You don't see like a mini cow, like Cornish game hens, maybe you could see that yeah. the chicken, right. Yeah. Or a lobster. But other than that, right. it's a patty. It's something like that. In China, it ha- it, the, the sign of, um, you know, a good, good cuisine is actually seeing the whole thing. So you need to see like the crab on the plate. You need to see the chicken like as, as, as in a hole. So you could actually see the animal, which I thought was fascinating. That is interesting. Like that. We wouldn't yeah, like that. Was really I mean, even like, no, we would even not when be I've okay had with fish. it here. Oh, we don't want to know. You go to the, one of those fancy fish yeah. restaurants and they bring the head. I'm like, can you not? I don't want to see that. I don't want that thing looking at yeah, me. But it's, it's exactly. interesting because we, we do, when we see the connection, for me, we it don't want so to see it. Yeah. It was like yeah. on Thanksgiving every year, you know, every year I would cook a turkey and, um, you know, the last couple of years I just said, I can't do it. I just can't, you know, I can't do it. Um, and, uh, you know, all the years that I did cook a turkey, you know, I could never eat turkey on Thanksgiving because, you know, I had this little body in the, t- you know, in the, you put it in the sink and you Ugh. wash it and you clean it and all this stuff, you know, it was like, and I was attached by the time it went in the oven. I was like, I felt like we had bonded. Like I just yeah. couldn't, there's no way I could then sit there and eat. It, it wasn't appealing to me at all, you know? And I never cooked turkey or anything, but don't you guys, don't you, you guys, don't, don't people like shove stuffing up its ass? Isn't that the whole idea? Yeah. Yeah. You do put stuffing in its ass. It, it, but what is that about? I don't even I think understand. it's a gay metaphor for the whole world. It's so weird to me. Like, 
you get this turkey, you take out its like if you get a real turkey, I think you actually take out its and like its insides, right? Yeah, the insides and are sh- like in a bag inside the turkey. So fucking disgusting. Yeah. And then you shove stuffing up yeah. its ass, and people are like, "Rejoice, like, happy holidays." It makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's it, it's insanity. It's what about insanity. the protein argument? Because that I hear a lot. Oh God, I hear a lot. And oh and the best Kill the best now. answer I heard, I think was I think it was forks over knives. I can't remember where he was like, you know, in all my years of being a doctor, I've never seen anybody with a protein deficiency. Yeah. There's never been one person that's come in that's had a protein deficiency. However, I have seen a lot of people suffering from diabetes, heart disease you know, clogged arteries, high blood pressure, you know, but never once a protein deficiency. No. And forks over knives is based upon, partly based upon T. Colin Campbell's, the China study, which shows a direct correlation between, uh, too much protein and cancer proliferation. So, you know, the, what we actually need, and this is by the government, which I trust like a hole in the head, but it's actually by like the USDA. It's like, the average female and male needs like 50 grams of protein. What people wow. think they need is like 150 grams of protein, right? Correct. So, Correct. um, firstly, let's be clear. Gorillas are vegetarian. Elephants are vegetarian. They're not suffering from lack of strength and protein deficiency. <laughs> They're vegetarian. Right. Um, animals like get or become animals and grow from eating plants. So, they're eating plants to grow. The cows are eating the plants and we're eating the cows, but what we're really eating are the, are the same, are the plants where protein is found in plants, right? I mean, it's, it's the same amount of protein when you, when your body takes it in, it has to break it down into the amino acids anyway, and then reformulate it. So it's being broken down into the exact same basic, uh, amino acids that it needs to then reformulate, whether it's animal or plant. The only difference is it's easier for your body to digest the plant protein straight because you don't need to break down the animal protein. Um, it's, it's a ridiculous argument. Um, there's more protein in certain plants than there is in, in animals. Um, and the way that your body can access it, there's enough. It actually gives you all of the protein you need without the cholesterol, without any of the side effects. But, you know, there's this whole carnivore, like that diet, the carnivore diet that's back or keto diet and all of that, that just harps on protein. Um, Atkins Atkins. and all that. that, What did he die of? A heart attack? Didn't he die of a heart attack? (laughs) I think he did. He did. Wouldn't that be fucked up? Oh God, your whole thing is like, yeah, I'm so, I don't think he ever, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think people care. I, that's the problem. I don't think people care about their health. I think people care more about what they look like than they do their, their actual health. And that's kind of scary. Well, I mean, vegans look pretty great. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, there's, there's a general kind of like when you eat a lot of sugar. I mean, you and I have done that. We've eaten a lot of sugar and then we've not eaten a lot of sugar. And yeah, like, I think, I think that was look, called Thursday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mine was the GFI retreat. All I did was eat sugar. But you look like yeah. shit when you eat it's a true. lot of sugar. That's yeah. the truth. And when you see people who eat a lot of meat, they they start. I mean, this is horrible. But you ever, like the obese people, they start looking yeah. like pigs. They start looking yeah. like factory <laughs> animals. Like that's what they yeah, look like. like. This is I not going to be a good plan. Look at how it worked out for me. I mean, you don't want to, you know, what I mean? right? Yeah, you don't want to end this way. So, I mean, I don't know. This I would, I would go to what the health on. Um, 
that's a good thing to watch. What the hell? Forks over knives. Um, I think you should go on Joe Rogan's podcast. I would love to see you and him have a conversation. I mean, I, I love Joe Rogan. I love the doctor. He has that doctor, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who I'm obsessed yep. with. I don't know if you've listened yep. to her, but yes, I have. she's, I mean, I have a huge crush on her. Um, I, I think Joe Rogan's amazing. I don't, he's very informed. He's very fair. Um, yeah, he's very smart. He's super smart. But he was saying that a lot of the stuff on what the health, he, he was saying a lot of the stuff on what the health was debunked, <sighs> uh, that it wasn't true. No, it wasn't debunked. I mean, I know they, they were saying that the studies, the, the China study, people are, are basically saying that there wasn't enough, uh, information, to inform, base, not yeah. even information, but they didn't try to run the studies over and over and over again. There's an entire third of T. Colin Campbell's book in the China study is about science and the innate bias of scientific research. So the way that science mm. actually works, and I haven't read it in such a long time, but it was, it was something like the, the way that science actually works is the governmental agencies decide what theories are tested, right? And right. who's paying the money to the governmental agencies to decide what theories are studied and put out, Right. milk, dairy, all of these lobbying campaigns. Right. So it was, it, yeah. Is, are there things that could potentially be debunked by certain studies possibly, but that's only because that's what they're focusing on. They're not focusing Mm. on the advent of the study, right? They're focusing on a teeny bit and that's where all the money and the research is going. I don't know. I I mean, I remember uh, Andrea, when you, didn't you go and you had that health thing and they said, they wanted to put you on meds and then they, you were like, oh, let me go vegan for 30 days. Do you remember that? Yep. Right. Yep. What happened? Yep. My blood pressure dropped exponentially. They were like, yeah. you have your borderline with the blood pressure. And he said the most fascinating thing to me, and this is a cardiologist in Burbank. <clears throat> He's like, I could put you on the medicine, you know, the high blood pressure medicine. Cause it was kind of like borderline with the, you know, it was right at that point where it's like, eh, you could probably go on the medicine. And I just said, listen, I, you know, I have a friend that's vegan. My daughter just went vegan. I'm going to try to do it. Um, you know, he says, that's fine. We'll give you like four months to work, to try it and see what happens. And, um, I said, well, do you think it'll work? He said, definitely, it'll definitely work. And I said, well, why, why don't you offer that? You know, (laughs) he didn't even, (laughs) he said, no, he said, it'll definitely work. And I said, well, why don't you give that like as the first option? He said, I would give it to everybody, but nobody will do it. He says, it's not that it won't work. It's that nobody will do it. And I was like, well, fucker, just give him the option, you know, but, but he was right because that's the problem. The problem is not in how to like change your health from, you know, from, you know, what, what we do, what we put in our bodies, you know, all that, like a a natural way to do it. It's not that it's that people either don't want to, or, I mean, I remember my ex-husband was like borderline with the cholesterol and the doctor's like, you change your diet, start exercising. My ex-husband goes, no, I'll just take the medication. I was like, what? Because some people just don't care. They're like, well, there's medicine, so I don't have to do anything, you know? I'm different that way. But yeah, my blood pressure went, oh my God, it was ridiculously. It went to like like 120 over 65 or something. And it was like, it was like 150 over 85. It was like crazy. My dad's cardiologist was like, I can give you the medicine. You'll probably Mm -hmm. have another stroke or you could go vegan. That's it. Go vegan. And he went vegan, right? Yeah totally fine. It's just, yeah. See my dad, my dad. And, and that that was, that was the real example for me because my dad always worked out. My dad never had a weight problem when I was growing up. You know, my dad played tennis every day, very active, thin, the whole bit was all about fiber, bran muffins, don't eat a lot of sugar. 
And my dad had, uh, they went and checked his heart and he had uh, four stents put in his heart. Everything mm. was blocked. And and my dad- but he ate a lot of meat, right? Meat, but not even like what they call bad meat. You know what I mean? My dad, my dad would have a steak maybe once or twice a week, but I'm talking like chicken every day. Everyday chicken. chicken. Well, chicken has more, it's higher cholesterol. And fish. My dad ate a lot of fish. People so don't it's know just that. Like, yeah. And my dad, my dad never, yeah. I never saw my dad eat ice cream or milk or, you know, it was never that stuff. It was never mm. sugar, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, hmm, that's very interesting. So, but my dad won't stop eating meat, you know, he just won't. So anyway. Well, certain people, you know, it's, as it's said in What the Health or Porks Over Knives, it's like, you kill the animals and eventually they'll kill us. That's what happened. Yeah, they are. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It's so like revenge. Yeah, revenge of mm-hmm. the animals. Well, it's been so great having you on. Aww. I knew you would just be such a plethora of information. I don't know. And... Some it's 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 convol- I mean, there's there's way better information out there and resources online that are very clear. I'm, I'm just. Um, there's, there's a ton, you can get it everywhere. So well, maybe, you know. maybe what you can do is just, you know, just let, uh, Kevin and I know, and we'll post some, uh, stuff on the website yeah. for people to go places and support some of the stuff you're involved with. Um, because you put your money Absolutely. where your mouth is. And I like that about you and you know, you walk the walk and talk the talk as well. Yeah. Well, got to do what you got to do. So, well, yep. thank you for having me and, you're uh, welcome. I will talk to you guys soon. Will do. Thanks, Jax. Okay, Okay. bye. Bye. Hey there, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. That was a blast for me to have on Jacqueline. And um, if you want to come check out my stand-up, I'm in Vegas at Hooters. I'm also doing a new show at the LA Comedy Club. All the details and ticket information is on my website, andrewnatoli.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for all your support of the podcast. I've been getting a lot of emails from people just talking about some different topics of, um, you know, stuff that they would want to hear about on the podcast. So um, I will uh, do my best to get those guests on. And um, yeah, if you guys have anything else you can think of, feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. You're roaming through my messages. Oh.